Taylor Yamamoto and lands a clubbing right hand that fells Justin Hall. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. everybody my goodness is this inside sports what a thrill to host this program this evening blue jays lead cleveland one nothing it's in the top of the fourth the edmonton elks play tomorrow against the winnipeg blue bombers what a chat we had last night with that young zach kalaros the quarterback for the winnipeg blue bombers that was very rewarding to have him on the show for the elks it'll be trey ford trying to get the team a win I I, uh, I got my hair cut today. Adam Gannam on the uh, other side of the glass. Adam, it's great to see you, by the way. Thanks for thanks for what, bringing what, me on, Reed. What, it feels what, good. What are you, a practicum student, an intern? Have you been hired here? Uh, I'm a practicum student, so uh, I end on the 18th, and then they'll decide what they want to do with me from <laughs> from well, there on. They, they may ask me for some input, so consider this a bit of a trial by fire. I'll try my best to not mess it up then. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was I was getting my hair cut today. Sometimes I like to be nicely groomed. So I was getting my hair cut today, and uh, the, what, the, the stylist, is that what they call them? Is that the term now? Yeah. Uh, has been cutting my hair for, I think, a, a decade, for a long time. So we have a, you know, we can banter and talk. She knows what I do for a living, but she's not a big sports fan. So uh, she says, is it true the Elks haven't won a game? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that is, that, that is painfully accurate. <laughs> and she's like, well, how come they haven't won? And I kind of... He almost, it's like, well, I don't really want to do the talk show while I'm getting my hair cut. So it's just like, well, they're not very good. So <laughs> they, they haven't won. But let Trey cook. The fans want to let Trey cook tomorrow night. Trey Ford, ready to go at quarterback. And he says uh, he felt pretty good in practice this week. Oh, really good with all the receivers. I mean, D. Mitch, he's, again, a super athlete. Like a lot of our receivers, he really goes up there and gets the ball at high points and everything. So it's nice to get him the ball down the field. But, I mean, we even have, like, Dunbar, Swerve, Manny, like, we even VMB. Like, we have guys that can go make plays all over the place. All right. So given those guys' chances to make plays, which was a, a criticism of the previous quarterback, Taylor Cornelius, and the previous offensive coordinator, Stephen McAdoo. Cornelius still going to dress. He's going to get snaps because he's going to take short yardage. And that was obviously a failing for the team earlier in the season. Cornelius has been good as the short yardage quarterback. I'll give him that. Uh, We'll see if Jared Dagey gets to throw any passes along the way. And we're hoping for a different approach from Jarius Jackson as the offensive coordinator. Uh, I was at the practice on Friday. It was kind of a looser day, but they were definitely throwing a lot down the field. Dave Campbell's been at practice. He's going to join us a little bit later on. Now, as Allen Iverson once said, we talking about practice. So it's a little different than going up against a very good Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense but Ford starting for the first time since last October yeah I know it definitely has been a long time but I mean like I feel with the week of preparation we've had with the reps I've gotten that they like it wasn't as many as I would have liked but I mean definitely got some reps and I'm excited 
to just, like I said, go out there and compete. I mean, I did well with the reps that I got, so hopefully we can get to execution game day. And it's not like you just walked in off the street. You've been here all season. Yeah, You've been practicing. And, and yeah, for sure. I, like, I've yeah. still been here getting the mental reps and everything. So, I mean, I think those are definitely beneficial. I mean, I think live reps are definitely the best way to get better. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get whatever reps you can get. So. All right. Well, as Morley said there, yes, Trey Ford has not just walked in off the street to play, though there were some people who suggested that might have been a better option earlier in the season, just getting someone off the street to play quarterback. But I digress. Uh, and for Chris Jones, so, you know, he wasn't like hard on Trey Ford, but he, he, he said, you know, a couple times, hey, he wasn't as good in training camp and in practices as as I would have liked. And there were games this season. Trey Ford was certainly not the number one quarterback. In fact, he was neither the two nor the three. There were some games he was the number four. Chris Jones didn't even dress him for games. Yeah, I mean, he's, and, and like I say, I mean, yeah, I've I maybe been, you know, overtly critical of him. You know, it's not like he had a terrible camp. I mean, yeah. just the analytic numbers put him at number three. And so now he's getting his opportunity to, to prove that he should be the guy. All right. Well, the Elks are looking for somebody to be the guy, and they're uh, looking for a win. We know the story when they played Winnipeg earlier this season. It was a, kind of a, a mistake-filled, a little bit of missed opportunity first half both ways. It was only 6-6, and then uh, Winnipeg took over in the second half. The Elks were within striking distance for a while after they got a long bond pass to Dylan Mitchell, who hopefully is going to see the ball down the field more when they go at it tomorrow night and Jerry's Jackson will be trying to call those types of plays Chris Jones on what Jackson will bring as the OC well I mean he'll bring a little bit different perspective because he's played the position before at the quarterback spot so I mean he's going to be uh you know a little probably a little more aggressive and that type of thing but we'll see I mean I told Jay Jack don't don't try to you know don't try to force things just just relax and do what you do and you know put drives together take care of the football all right so look They've been saying it all year. Put drives together, take care of the football. Oh, points would be nice, wouldn't it? Exciting plays would be nice, wouldn't they? And that's that's been the, the losses have been painful enough. And then you add on to that. Uh, I mean, the game against BC a couple of weeks ago, certainly the the low point. Just you feel like the Elks were never going to threaten to do anything. So Trey Ford tomorrow, Ed Ganey back uh, in the defensive backfield. You heard from him last night on the show in a chat he had with Dave Campbell. And Manny Arsenault returns to the receiving core, and Geno Lewis expected to return next week. So hopefully more aggressive and sharper on offense and a little bit healthier on both sides of the ball. We'll see what they can do against the Bombers. You can always get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Uh, I have an off-topic tonight. I mentioned it with Chelsea, and I think Aiden said, you said some people have already written in with this. So this, this, this yeah, I have. think this will be a fun one tonight. I would like to know, and, and look, everybody, if you're wondering here on August 9th, oh, is Reed going to do a show on the Gretzky trade? I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. It's been done. I've done it. Uh, Bob's done it. TV networks have done it. I'm not doing it tonight. I just don't feel like that's where everybody needs to go. I guess it'll be 40 years and five years. Maybe maybe that'll be the one where we really do something more in-depth. There, I have acknowledged it. Yes, this is the day of the Gretzky, or the Gretzky sale, as many people refer to it. 
I, I'm not doing the show on that. Uh, but seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here is the off-topic topic. The first in-person sporting event you ever attended in Edmonton. So again, this is in in Edmonton, not the first in-person sporting event you ever attended, uh, because I sent this to some friends this afternoon, including one who uh, recently moved from Ontario. Uh, so this friend had a pretty interesting and recent answer. Uh, for some of you, this might go uh, way back. The time frame really doesn't matter. The first in-person sporting event you attended in Edmonton. It doesn't have to be Oilers or EEs. It, you know, it can be it, it, whatever. Uh, but, you know, something that was actually organized, not like, oh, I went to my seven-year-old cousin's Timbit soccer game. Does Tim does Tim sponsor the soccer? What do they call the little kids in soccer? Yeah, it's Timbits. It's Tim, and isn't it Timbits in hockey too? Uh, yeah, it is. I've got a little medal that says Timbits minor hockey on it. Well, that's an important memory, Aiden. Ah, all right. So the first, your first ever in-person sporting event you attended in Edmonton. I will begin by sharing mine, so people are more comfortable sharing theirs. Uh, as as a four-year-old, I attended the 1978 Commonwealth Games. Uh, I double-checked the dates; they were held August 3rd to 12th. So I don't know. This could be the anniversary of me going. Speaking of anniversaries. This could be the day I, I attended my uh, my first ever sporting event. Um, I went with, I believe, my parents and I think a cousin. Um, but I, I definitely remember being in Commonwealth Stadium, which was brand spanking new at the time. I remember one of my parents told me that the Canadian athletes wore, were, wore yellow. Um I don't, I don't know what shorts, but we had like the yellow, you know, whatever they're called. Uh, Randy, come on in. I'm in. Uh, Ra- Ra- Randy, uh, sit this one, I guess. I got to okay. turn the mic up. Uh, Randy Kilburn's going to have his too. So I remember going to the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I remember the Canadian athletes wore yellow. I can't tell you any of the results. I don't know if I even understood all the. Well, I knew the people running were trying to beat each other. I don't uh, the field events. I don't remember what I was watching, but I went to the 1978 Commonwealth Games. I, I'm also pretty sure in the Oilers' final season in the WHA, I think I went to two or three games. Pro- well, probably with my well, at least one parent. I wasn't going myself at that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I and I believe the teams we saw were Quebec. And Winnipeg and Hartford were the who were then the teams that joined the NHL. I wish I would have seen the Cincinnati Stingers or the Birmingham Bulls. So I, I went to games in the WHL, but I think the first in-person sporting event I ever attended in Edmonton was the 1978 Commonwealth Games. Randy Kilburn from our news department, good friend of mine, is here. Hello. This this topic piqued your interest when I told you about it this afternoon. Yes, it really, really did. Um, talking about the Commonwealth Games, I was working in sports at Shed at the time in 1978, and I was covering. I got the I got really lucky. Got to cover all the all the events, well as many events as I could get to at Commonwealth Stadium and around the U of A campus. That's not the first live sporting event though that I ever saw. The first live sporting event that I saw. There's two. There are two of them actually. The first one that comes to mind, I would have been probably four or five years old, so, and I'm getting up there. I mean, I'm really getting up there, Reed. <laughs> uh, I, so that would have been 1956 or 1957, Clark Stadium, 
and I got to watch the uh, Edmonton football team. They went by a different name then, as we all know. I got to watch them play, I think it was the Montreal Alouettes at Clark Stadium. And back then, it sat maybe 15,000 people. The East Stands at that time were, they were wooden, like they were like benches, wooden benches. The, the West Side was, they were concrete benches. My dad was a ticket taker at Clark Stadium. I remember that too when I was a little kid. So my mom took me. And I, I mean, everything was just larger than life, right? And that's when the uh, football team had those shiny, shiny gold helmets. Not like they are now, but they looked like real gold. Yeah. And had the, the long... Probably no logo on the helmet, just oh, no, solid no. color, yeah. Solid color, yeah. solid gold. They looked like real gold, like I said. They all wore those high-cut boots. Yeah. I remember that really, really clearly, too. And I was absolutely fascinated by watching all the people in the stands, the crowd. I mean, it was packed. I thought it was packed. 15,000 is not very many, but it seemed like 150,000 to me at the time. And I don't remember much about the game, but I know I was that. That's the first live sporting event that I ever went to with my mom because my dad was busy taking tickets wow. and watching the football team play the Montreal Alouettes. The next one, the second, have I got time to tell you about the second one? Yeah, we got a minute here. Yeah. Okay, second one. My dad was uh, a linesman in the old Western Hockey League with the Vancouver Canucks and Victoria Spokane, the Seattle Totems, uh, the Calgary Stampeders, and, of course, the Edmonton Flyers. And so that's the second recollection I have was going to the Edmonton Gardens. And my uncle, my uncle Colin, played for the Flyers, and he played for Victoria and Spokane. And so that's the second thing I remember is going to the old Edmonton Gardens, which is where the Expo Center is now, and seeing the Edmonton Flyers play... I believe it might have been Seattle. My dad was not doing the lines in that game. I would have been five or six again, so 1957, 58. (laughs) uh, I got autographs from these guys when I was six, seven, eight years old. Uh, It was terrific. And there was a guy that played for the Seattle Totems named Guile Fielder. Guile Fielder. Guile Fielder. Still alive. Yeah, still alive. Lives in Mesa, Arizona. I think he's... 90 now and he if you look him up if you look guile fielder up i think he's the third top scoring forward to ever play professional hockey oh, amazing behind uh gretz yager i think he's third oh no way yeah and and seattle <laughs> i don't remember the flyers well i do remember the flyers uniforms but the seattle totems uniforms were this shiny red and they had a totem pole as their logo sure. on the front of their, uh, on the front of their sweaters, and it was incredible seeing these guys and how fast they moved. I, I'll never forget that. Never forget either one of those yeah, experiences. That's and, that, and, and that's why this topic I thought would be we because there there are especially if you're a true sports fan. I mean, yes. For, like for you know Chelsea, it wasn't as meaningful, but for people who go <laughs> as a kid and something clicks in their brain, hey, this is something I want to follow. No I want to know these guys' stats. I want to see when their next game is. I want to hope they do better next year. Where you know the, Sometimes it starts, right? Exactly Somewhere. right. Exactly right. Randy, thanks for that. Well, thank you for allowing me to share that. I, w- I mean, wow, I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the evening now. 780-496-0063. And this portion of the show presented by Cougar Pain Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. What's going on? So I texted some friends this afternoon, uh, the off-topic topic, the first live, so in-person, Edmonton sporting event you ever attended. Uh, one of my buddies wrote back, Edmonton Oilers, WHA, I believe it was 76-77. I remember Bill Flett, Brett Callaghan, Al Hamilton, and of course Dave Dryden hanging my program over the glass and getting autographs. Uh, Stoff wrote, he said he went to the, uh, as a, in the Knothole Gang in 1974 against Saskatchewan, and uh, I mentioned uh, one of my friends uh, is a new Edmontonian, moved here from southern Ontario earlier this year, and uh, she said March 22nd Oilers game, Darnell Nurse, overtime winner against San Jose. So we we're going to get a wide range here. Uh, Aiden, get as many texts ready as you can. We do have guests tonight, so we'll bring them in and out, and we do have a couple... Uh, Folks who want to talk, I, gotta, I, I know these are probably great stories, but if you can do it in, in about uh, 40 seconds, that would be great. Robert, go ahead. Uh, hi, uh, Reese. Thanks for taking my call. I came from Hall in 1957 and moved to Fort Saskatchewan. My neighbor took me to an Edmonton Eskimo baseball game against the Saskatoon Commodores. Really? Really. And, and it was at the old uh, Renfrew Ballpark, and uh, the, the, they had a first baseman. The Edmonton Eskimos had a first baseman in the name of Ron Fairley, who moved into, went to Los Angeles Dodgers uh, later on. Was he not an expo briefly as well, or am I missing? Did I... I believe so. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, and that was my first uh, sports event here in Edmonton. That's a good one. Okay, so, and the, the stadium is still there, right? It just has got, had gone through some yeah. name changes. Exactly, exactly. Okay. It was an awesome uh, event to go to. Uh, okay, fairly. Dodgers for a long yeah. time, five years with the Expos, and then brief stints with the Cardinals, A's, Blue Jays, and Angels. How about that? Yeah. Great memory, yeah, yeah. Robert. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for taking my call. Great show. Right on. Thanks, Robert. Sorry, I kind of cut him off there a bit. My bad. Okay, uh, Darren's going to chime in as well. Darren, go, please. Hey, Reed, how's it going? Yes, uh, my first experience with the Double E was back in 1967. A year prior to that, I had met uh, Roland Miles at uh, at a dog show. He presented me with a ribbon, and uh, our our Cub Scout uh, group from Lamont they uh, took us to the game, and I remember the seats and that. It was just uh, two amazing years in my life, and. Uh, getting into the uh, sporting events in Edmonton. So, yeah, okay. thanks for taking my call. Dar- Darren, hang on, please. Are you, are you from Lamont? I am, yes. Uh, okay, my mother is from Lamont. Okay, we should take this offline. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, uh, hang on after, okay? Because I, I want to see, uh, I want to get your, your last name and a couple details because maybe you guys knew each other or you, you knew each other's families if there was a bit of an age gap. That's, that's, uh, that's amazing. we do. Uh, are, what are you thinking about the game tomorrow? Trey Ford going to cook or what? Well, you know, Rita, I'm sorry to say, but I'm a Ryder fan. But I, okay. I do believe in the in the younger generation. So, yeah, Trey Ford and even even the young uh, quarterback in Saskatchewan. It uh, yeah, it's it's amazing and and I don't know if it's due time, but yeah, you, we got to give these guys a shot and and uh, what. Uh, 
the coach from Edmonton said in during uh, your interview, I guess, and, and uh, the, the teamwork between the three quarterbacks sitting down after practice, and that, to my mind, in my mind, that's that's so key in today's sporting events. You know, the old guard passing it down to, uh, to the new guard. So yeah, I, I look forward to. Uh, to watching the game, I do watch the uh, yeah. Elks, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's it's a good choice, and, and uh, you got to start someplace. Okay, don't hang up. I'll come talk to you during the commercial. Okay. All right. So uh, keep it coming. First YEG sporting event you attended in person. Uh, Dave Campbell's going to have his reply coming up.